Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK, and alongside me, well, as always now, the March Heron. I still love that. I'm sorry. I still love that. Aaron Stewart, the gift. Thank you very much for being by my side in this Mad Tea Party once again. Well, thank you for having me again. I'm ready to have some fun today. Yes. Teams from a hat. We have no idea how this is going to go, but we're excited. So we'll see. <laughs> Definitely check out our social media. Check us out. Me on Twitter at RMK Madness. Him on Twitter at Aaron Stu. That's A.A. Ron. Aaron Stu 09. Check us out and our content on playerprofiler.com, which is looking very smooth as of late, is it not? Oh, yeah. Loving the new website design there. It's very <coughs> sleek. Woke up yes, this morning. It's like Christmas. I, I know I was I was sitting there actually typing the article that is going to come out tomorrow. Look for it. More methods of madness. Dynasty methods of madness. That's right. Embrace the fade. This one is called. But I was in the middle of working on that. And I'm hopping over to player profiler to check out shit. And oh, my good. Oh, my goodness. It looks so different. Look at all this extra stuff. Look at how nice it is. Oh my goodness. I love this. What is this? How is this happening? And I get on Twitter and I see your comment and I'm like, yes, just, this is great. I love this. It's awesome. Just awesome. Absolutely. Glad to be a part of. I, I am. And I hope you had a good Easter. Not sure, you know, how much you do with that sort of thing. You know me, I'm not the most religious, but the wife is so we do the whole easter thing and it's it's fun i like seeing the kids get their easter baskets and and i like toys too to be honest so so we tend we tend to get them you know more toys than candy because they they don't need all that sugar and dad likes to play with the toys so if anything you had a good sunday absolutely and i I got a nice pleasant surprise too because my sister gave birth so i'm up to niece number four yeah i'm building a softball team here oh thank you (laughs) Yes. I know I always think about I the kids, they're they're all so into music. My oldest, who is 21. Yes, I know. I, I don't look like I should have a 21-year-old, but I do. <laughs> Teen parent. <laughs> but he is a drummer like myself, but I kind of play a little bit of everything. And the kids, they're both just so into music and they want to get into um you know, learning an instrument. And so I'm just like, I, I'm going to build a band. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have a band full of medhites because they, they all like the rock music too. That, and, and, so, and that's what I listen to. So that's cool. And, uh, but yeah, so good times, good times. Yeah. You get your softball team. I'll get my band and, and, and yeah, we'll come play at your games. Seventh inning stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> And March Madness, that shit ended, uh, well, in quite spectacular fashion, I would say. Baylor just beating the shit out of undefeated Gonzaga, which I actually found refreshing. I don't know. And, and, and Baylor, I don't know how into, you know, that you are. I know you're in Texas, though. So, you know, got to be cool seeing a Texas team take it down. I've driven through Waco. I've seen their massive new stadium. And, you know, you just got to feel you got to feel good for Baylor fans that have just it's been a rough, what, half decade for them, right. you know, dealing with all the stuff. So it's a feel good story there. I, I want to say, I saw this stat that Baylor was the first team since 2003 
to win a national championship basketball that didn't feature the color blue. So I'm on board with that. Like I, I like something yeah, different. There you, there you go. And yeah, I like something different too. And it, and it was just impressive. They just mopped the floor with Houston and then Gonzaga. And I'm just like, okay, there you go. There you go. Impressive. So crazy. My bracket was terrible. So we won't get discussed much about that. I did. I, I think I saw yours wasn't doing a whole hell of a lot better, Mr. Aaron. Yeah. I had one where it was like, no matter what happened, I picked Gonzaga to win, but even if they had one, I wouldn't have had the top bracket in our little group. So, yeah. you know, you just, at, at that point, you just get to enjoy a game and, and that is kind of, it, it's relieving, but what's oh, funny yeah. is the people that chose Baylor to win, like, and they should have won the, the bracket challenge. Uh, the people in our group didn't win enough games. So a person that picked Gonzaga to win had the best bracket in our little 20-person group. Crazy. It's crazy how it all works. I did. I had no shot this year. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, particularly the Final Four, because the UCLA-Gonzaga game was also awesome it's with crazy. the buzzer beater and all of that. And that game was really just back and forth because I didn't watch – a ton really as much as i normally would of march madness but i did see pretty much all of that game and that shit was back and forth the entire way so good stuff adios ncaa tournament bring on the nba and nhl playoffs because because once we get that i love this this time of year and then after that we know we're just one step closer to the foosball absolutely speaking of the foosball yes absolutely let's get into it little bit of news before we start our game. The biggest, Sam Darnold traded to the Carolina Panthers. Now, for me, I'm I'm a believer that uh, Gaze just totally ruins fucking everything he touches. And, and so I am curious, because I liked Sam Darnold coming out, I am curious to see what he does in Carolina with Joe Brady, Matt Rule, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. What say you, March Heron? I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I, I think this this is the perfect landing spot for Sam Donald to go yeah. to a team that's got two great coaches. As you talk about, Matt Rule is an excellent head coach. He's proved it everywhere he's gone, including Baylor, uh, but also Joe Brady. It just seems that the Joe Brady system really just dumbs things down for quarterbacks, and that and that's a good thing because especially you got a young quarterback who has just dealt with Adam, Adam Gase is the best way to put it. Uh, that yeah. I, I think you know, he has the he has the the quote about seeing ghosts, you know. So going to a yeah. team that they're going to build a system, they're going to spread it out. It's going to be back to, to having fun. For Darnold, but it is, it's a make or break here. And, and we saw with the compensation, um, they, they don't even really get anything this draft class. They get a random six rounder. Um, I was looking at their draft picks. The Jets have like three six rounders. So it's either going to be the top of the six round or the end. I didn't see any details on that, but mm. a second and fourth next year, it, it kind of reminds me of what Josh Rosen got when he got burned out in what was that in Arizona? Arizona. Yeah, before he got traded. So it's this uh, for dynasty purposes with Sam Darnold. If you have him, you hold him and you just you hope he shows something this year. But it's not much of a commitment. If um, if he stinks it up th- this year, 
Carolina will try to go quarterback next year. I, I had a feeling that they were, they were going to have to do something outside the box when the trade last week with the Dolphins, when the Dolphins traded with the 49ers, it was like, okay, you know that, you, you know that Jaguars are going to get Trevor Lawrence. The Jets were going to go quarterback and the 49ers trade all this draft capital to get a quarterback. You knew it was quarterbacks first three and the fourth, team is the Falcons. Yeah, they're not going to help Carolina get a franchise quarterback. So I'm not surprised that they did a trade. Um, that makes me sad. I really want to trade Lance in Carolina. Yeah. I I liked that too. But I, I wonder, the news also came out today with Atlanta and Detroit possibly being willing to move back. So could that potentially – because I saw that and then it wasn't much later, the Darnold news. And I'm like, you know, because the Panthers, I mean, because for me, that's saying we're open for business. If you want to come up and get one of these fucking quarterbacks is what that's saying to me. And maybe not necessarily a quarterback because, you, you know, these quarterbacks start going, that's going to leave, you know, other players, offensive linemen, defensive players. So, you know, you never know which way a team is going to go, but that does open things up a little bit. So I was kind of intrigued by Trey Lance to Carolina, but I'm also okay with this personally because I have something coming up later. So if you get this particular team, I'll just have to step in just for a quick second to talk about this, but, but yeah, that's kind of my, my, my deal with it is that Darnold to Carolina. I'm excited to see how it goes, but you say not a big investment. So it's okay if he, you know, they can move on if he stinks it up this year, but does that mean, they could still be in play at that spot to get a quarterback. Because I would lean no, but if it's not a huge investment, could they still? What do you think? I think these NFL teams, they even though we as fans don't know what's going on, there there's always chatter around the league. And I, I don't think the Panthers make this trade unless they're pretty certain that the quarterback's going to fall to them. Uh, but it, NFL draft gets crazy. Maybe a Mac Jones, maybe Trey Lance even falls to, to pick eight. Uh, I, I know we like the profile, but is there some hesitancy when you see what Carson Wentz, who came from the same college and kind of struggled a little bit. And he, and he was viewed as more of a uh, more pro ready quarterback than Trey Lance. Uh, so we could see a quarterback's uh, fall to them, but I think it's it goes with what you're talking about with Atlanta and Detroit. There's teams in front of Carolina that could absolutely trade those picks to teams that need QBs. And, and Carolina was just in the weird spot, as I mentioned, like them doing a deal with Atlanta. Atlanta's probably not helping their division rival get their franchise quarterback. And right. for pick seven, like they're, they're picking pick eight. What are you really going to give up to move up one spot? So it's right. just an awkward spot. I think Carolina, they, they did what they needed to do. It was just, it was a rough spot. It, they should have, if they wanted to get their guy done with they done what the 49ers did, but that was a steep price as well. Right. And Hey, I like this. It's cheap. If you get it figured out, great. If you don't try again next year. Absolutely. Um, speaking of this quarterback, class this rookie class justin fields some shit out about out there about him and work ethic and things like that and and a first read kind of quarterback and and i don't know i saw some stats that it, it looks like he's 
pretty damn good after the first read. So I, I'm kind of curious. I haven't studied these guys enough. I don't know how much you know, but to me, this just seems like, I mean, I hate con- to sound like conspiracy theory, but this kind of shit happens like kind of like bashing the black quarterback because I, it just, it, I don't understand some of the stuff because what I'm seeing and hearing is the opposite. So I don't know. I don't know. What, what say you? Well, the, we it's the time of the year where you're going to hear so much just BS, quite frankly, with, with teams. So and, and I've learned to not listen to what's being said, but to follow the actions. A uh, perfect example is Dwayne Haskins a couple of years ago. You know, we all thought Haskins was going to be the QB number two off four. He was he was going to he was going to go early, and then he slips to the middle of the first round. And it's like what? Like what in the world? Why Daniel Jones? Why why not Dwayne Haskins? Turns out there may have been more problems, more maturity issues. Is what it seems. I always think back to the 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 cell phone shenanigans where they had to put in the backup quarterback for one play um, mm. with Justin Fields. Like I'm not worried unless. We see a similar thing in the draft where the top 10 picks go and Justin Fields still isn't picked. It's mm. a lesson I also learned with Darius Geis, like when after he's drafted, and then like you wonder why this guy that looks like a great running back prospect, you're like, how in the world did he fall so far? And they talk about maturity issues. Like, I, I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, and it's going to be, I'm going to listen to that, to the chatter after the draft. I just I want to mm. see where Justin Fields goes. It may just be that teams are just trying to get him to fall because he's in play for pick four. Like it seems that Zach Wilson is the guy that the Jets are going for. And we're hearing more Mac Jones and Trey so. Lance for 49ers than Justin Fields. So could just mm. be a team trying to sabotage things and hoping that he falls to him. It is interesting, but I do agree with you. Let the draft tell the tale. So, and then there were some more pro days since we last spoke. I don't want to talk about a lot about it. Me personally, you you can speak because I was crushed by a one Javante Williams pro day. I'm a little sad about it. But other than that, I'm fine. But you, Aaron, is there anything you learned? Besides, it's this this draft class, like you know, it was going into ah. this past season. We we were told it was going to be a great class. It was maybe not. It was it wasn't going to have the same running backs as last year. But the quarterbacks are great. The wide receivers were just as good, if not better, than last year. There was going to be so many good tight ends because last year didn't really have anything at tight end. And it just seems that each passing pro day, I just go. I don't want to pick <laughs> at all. It's just no. devastating. The Javante Williams was like, that was, it was our chance to have like our, our savior at running back. Cause we right. know, we know the top two Javante Williams was, it was making a case to even surpass like Travis Etienne. Some people even liked him over Najee. And then when the comparison is David Montgomery that, that I've been hearing a lot of, I'm like, Oh, that that hurts hurts my soul a lot it does hurts mine as well and it it, it, did i do start to get the feeling that it's like i'm i'm okay you know normally i want the running backs 
because you want the run the young running backs. That's what you right. do. But here I'm like, if I've got a first round pick, I I, I might go receiver in this one. And then get Mr. Kenny Gainwell in the second, if I can. I mean, that seems like the best route to take in this draft, which is weird. It, 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 uh, but I don't, I don't know because it, it doesn't feel like the receiver class is great. But it does feel like there's a few guys. And Jamar Chase, I mean. And then the running back class is kind of like, eh, okay. Like I said, I'll wait for Gainwell at this point. And then I, then you got the quarterbacks, of course. So super flex, you're loaded there. And you're good to go because I I do like kind of kind of like all these guys so I'm yeah. I'm intrigued by all of them. So it is it's a fucking weird draft, man. It's a weird draft. Yeah. I think there's there's some potential for some like late round gems. I, there's uh, was Elijah Mitchell, the the University of Louisiana running back. He yes. at least tested out well. <laughs> it was like oh my goodness, we finally get a guy that tests out well course being a small school running back how well is it going to translate to the nfl we'll have to see and yeah it was like each of these receivers you talked about it's like man they got some great things on their profile and then some massive question marks rashad bateman killer uh, weighing in at 190 it's it's you were listed at 210 you you are like our our perfect analytical prospect but now it's like well if what, what is he going to play at? I know that there was a um, story about COVID causing, causing him to lose weight, but it, it's, it's still concerning. That's a 20 that. pound difference. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's red flags abound. <laughs> yeah. But we move on. And before we get into our game, one final thing. From what I read, it sounds like Larry Fitzgerald is nearing retirement. And all I can say is I salute you, you bad motherfucker, you. With a beautiful ass. I don't normally say that about guys, but like you can't help it. It's a thing. People talk about his booty. So I, I had to look and I'm like, good God, it is. It's like a perfect man. But like, I, I wish I had that kind of man. But but it's just, yeah, props to him and his career because it was great Uh was a big fan of Larry Fitz I always hoped you know there was when I was rooting for the Vikings during a period of time I always hoped he would come back to Minnesota because as you know he's a ball boy there early on in, in his youth and so I was like I always wanted him to to come back to Mi- Minnesota and uh, he never did he never did maybe he'll not retire and go there this year that'd be crazy he shouldn't he shouldn't don't go there Mike Zimmer's still there. <laughs> well, and he's such a nice guy. Like it, Fitzgerald is one of the the few genuine players where it didn't matter. It doesn't matter who you root for for your team. And Fitzgerald, you know, he just yeah, that smile seemed to be one of the few nice guys in the in the league. And, and I feel for him that he didn't he didn't win that elusive Super Bowl. Got close. Yeah, got so it is close. a shame. So damn close. Yeah. But, but if this is the end of his career, like, as you mentioned, we salute him. What, uh, what a heck of a career to have the longevity, oh, yeah. the, the amount of dominance. I know newer fans, fantasy football, they have not been impressed the last two or three seasons, but still. like what They he, don't even know. They don't know. Like, players 
it's it's rare. Like these receivers in the rookie class, if any of them have this type of career, they'll be lucky. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right, Mr. Aaron, take a quick break. Come back, and we're going to get into the names from a hat. I got a big old long hat, so it's going to – I have to reach my – yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. We're ready to roll here. Me and Mr. Aaron. I've got the hat. Yes, I do. This big bastard right here. And so we're just going to get it going. Aaron, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How we, got? we didn't even talk about that. Holy shit. I don't have a coin to flip or anything. You know what? I, uh, I'm ready for any team, so you go okay. ahead. I think you said there's one team that you don't want at all. So maybe, maybe you'll draw it right here and give it to me. Ooh, I've got the Patriots. So you say I'm going first or is it you? Uh, do you want the Patriots? I'll let you go first. Okay. I don't really want to. <laughs> no, I'll take them. I'll take them. I thought it was me. That's why I started to go. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. A, I mean, They've got to – I want to say they got to get receiver help, but they just do such a shit job in both free agency and the draft of, of accumulating wide receiver talent. So I I kind of hope they don't draft a running back because I really – I like Damian Harris, and I, I would like to see what he could do this year if he gets the opportunity. You got to think at some point they're going quarterback. But, I mean, they don't need tight end, you know. I, I, I just <clears> – <throat> they spend a bunch of money on receiver, and they suck at drafting. <laughs> so I just I, – I, I don't know. I uh, the Quarterback, is it the, as far as offensively, I could see him doing that. Um, and, you know, really, what else is there? I mean, do, do they – does any of these rookie quarterbacks pop off for new England? I mean, cause they have the 15th pick. They'd have to move up to do anything if they want to do something like that. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stuck with new England. Um, <clears throat> but it, so if you've got anything at all, cause I feel like that was a terrible opening by me, <laughs> but, well, but, that, but go ahead. I'll say that they have some potential in the draft to get their guy. At least uh, I was, I've actually built a spreadsheet where it's, I've got all 259 draft picks. I have the teams, I have the spot and the Patriots have got three fourth round picks. So if there happens to be a receiver that starts to slip, they've got draft capital. They could package it together, trade up, get their guy, maybe an Elijah Moore type guy. That's, when I think third round receiver in the NFL, that that's the first name I think of. I believe he should go higher, but following mock drafts, that's where I've seen him go. Uh, okay. They do have an interesting receiver. It, it was their best receiver last year, Jacoby Myers. I, I feel like he gets forgotten in all this. I, I have him as like a deep dynasty stash because Patriots wouldn't spend a ton of money. Uh, obviously at tight ends and that's how their offense is going to going to run, but they gave big money deal to Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, but 
Jacoby Myers shouldn't be forgotten. He, he's now he's now their slot receiver. And I know people are going to go, they have Julian Edelman, but there's a there's this weird there's a lot of confusion going on in New England actually at Edelman. He may not be there in New England this upcoming season. It's there's mm. been radio silence there between Edelman Edelman's camp and the Patriots camp. And I dug up the numbers. They it's the last year of his contract. They could cut him. They could save money. I wouldn't be surprised because with Jacoby Myers, he he was a very efficient receiver. A lot of advanced stats that like stood out to me. According uh, and it, that included one of my favorite stats: yards per route run. He had two point four one. That was number eight amongst receivers, and that's a good stat. I know I've mentioned it on this podcast. Your top fantasy receivers dominate this stat. So Myers is mm. a guy in dynasty leagues. If you're looking for a guy to acquire because there's all the hype about all the other guys I brought in, you might be able to get Myers at, at a discount right now because Edelman, I think, is done. I do really like that because I, I, I do like Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. That was my worry is after these signings, like now he's fucking buried on the depth chart. I don't think so. <laughs> I yeah, think I, I know because like I was worried too, but it's, I think this, the stars are aligning that you're going to have Nelson Aguilar or as your deep threat, like the Raiders utilized him last year. Kendrick mm. Bourne is more of a possession type receiver. It's actually really good at contested catches. Mm. And I, I see him and maybe Nikhil Harry, like it being some type of a weird battle. If Harry's even on the team, he may get traded. Right. Um, right. and, and I know a lot of us, Edelman's been around for so long. We just go, Oh, he's the slot receiver. I, I think he's done in new England. Like Brady's not there anymore. And Edelman is, he's either 34 or 35 and he was injured. Right. Right. I know he's up there. You know, yeah. Coming off injury. And, all and that. he didn't look good last year. He, yeah. he started, he might've had a good game in the first. Yeah. He had two. one game with Cam Newton that it was like, Oh yeah, here we go, baby. Yeah. And then no. So it's my bold, right. my bold take on that one is Edelman's gone. He's going to get cut. I do like that. Cause I do like Jacoby Myers. So yeah. here's hoping for opportunity for him, more opportunity for him. Next team, next team, next team. This one's for Mr. Aaron. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the Bengals. This will be great. Cause I looked at their team. They could, they could take a player in any of the offensive skill positions outside quarterback, uh, you look at receivers right now, they've got, they have a Boyd and they've got Higgins, but their third receiver since they've moved on from AJ green right now is Auden Tate. Not really an enticing name. Um, mm. He, he got to play a little bit in 2019. So I, I think they're going to go receiver like day two. I don't have their their draft picks that they have, but they they have enough draft capital. I want to say they have a second and a third round pick. They can see they're at five. They have five. That no, I mean they're at five. Oh, they're at five. Sorry, I should have said you got the fifth pick (laughs) in the first round. And they could go chase. I think they'd be dumb to pass up an offensive lineman. You got a franchise quarterback. You got. That's what I had for mine. Yeah, O line get o-line you've, you've got to if they if they get chase i know it's the lsu connection but they just can't but one of the things we need to watch too is they they're a sneaky rookie running back destination you look at their top so two too. guys yeah bernard's a free agent and bernard has been one of those guys i've been expecting them to move on from like they could cut them they could save about four million dollars 
and they mm. have like no very little uh guaranteed money left on this contract it's it's weird like usually in players they run out of that guaranteed money and then teams are quick to cut him and you get someone else to play that role and then joe mixon can actually he could be cut after the season and save money if we see Nixon. Nixon had a weird season last year. He was fed right. a huge volume, and between injuries and inefficiency, it, it, you were disappointed if you had him in fantasy. For so sure. For sure. if the Bengals, if they they go, you know what, we just gave Nixon this extension, but it's not working out. They could cut their losses as soon as this upcoming offseason. So maybe they draft a running back. Like. Mixon and Bernard were both second round picks. Maybe it's time for them to draft another running back in the second round. Right. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it doesn't make me feel any better about my tiny hope for Trayvon Williams, but you know, you know, it's just a little bit there, but yeah, that's what I had. O-line. We'll move on to the next one. Steelers. It's the one team I didn't write down what fucking draft picks they have. Of course, I would get this team too. This definitely means I'm going to get the team I don't want. Watch, watch, watch. But it's not the Steelers. It's not the Steelers. No. I actually find the Steelers interesting. Because they could go variety of routes. I would say they don't need to go wide receiver, but they seem to fucking do it every goddamn year. They could use a tight end. They could use a running back. Although I really would like to see Anthony McFarland get a little bit more opportunity just to see what he can do. I'd really like to see that. But it's possible. But that's what I look when I see this team. I'm like, you know, they're not far off. They they don't need receiver, but they're probably going to fucking get one. But they could use a running back and they could use what I say? Tight end? Sorry. Yeah, tight end, and I'm with you. Like, they could use a tight end. Because, I mean, like, like a Najee Harris. Does that feel Pittsburgh? That kind of feels Pittsburgh. But what does that do for McFarlane? Because I think McFarlane could still carve out a role. But I would just like, if they do take someone, take someone a little farther back, you know, competition, we'll see how it goes. But They've been taking guys a little bit later, like, you know, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels. And I I was big fan of Jalen Samuels myself, never materialized. And so, I don't know. I just, it, it screams running back, this draft to me for Pittsburgh. But I really hope McFarland gets an opportunity next year because I, I would really like to see it. And, uh, yeah. So that's my thoughts on Pittsburgh. If you've got a, anything quick to add, my friend. Well, one quick thing I wanted to mention on Anthony McFarland is that he's bigger than what people think. Like people yeah. think he's these yeah. he's this teeny tiny guy. And yeah, he's 5'8, but his BMI is 81st percentile. So I'm with you. I want to see McFarland get a bigger role because he's not this fragile little thing that people are avoiding. He's he's right. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. All right. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Bills, you look at this team. They lost Emmanuel Sanders, but they 
or sorry, they gained Emmanuel Sanders. They lost John Brown. See, mm. I'm already thinking the two players are the same. They kind of are <laughs> this veteran, like speedy guy uh, at, at tight end. They, they made an interesting under the radar addition of Jacob Hollister. It's actually a guy that I think would be an interesting deep dynasty stash. I did see that today. Yes. You could, you could probably find him on your waiver wire right now. He's right. 27 years old. He is, he's been able to be fantasy relevant. You go back mm. to 2019 with Russell Wilson. He averaged, he averaged the 12th most fantasy points amongst tight ends. He, he was good. And, and what happens right. is when he's he's not always on the field, but when he's when he's on the field, he has a very large hog rate. Past two seasons, he's mm. been top sixteen in hog rate. So when he's on the field, Seattle's utilized him, getting him the right. ball. And Dawson Knox has it locked down that starting tight end role. Like this is an actual competition between the two. Yeah. And and with my Josh brother, Allen, the Bills fan, has mentioned that he's not sold on Mr. Dawson Knox. Yeah. You, you see some good things from him, but you still see some things where you're like, really? You're dropping the ball. Like, you have one job, Mr. Knox, and that's to right. catch the ball. You're not really known for blocking. So, and, and there's a Josh Allen connection with Jacob Hollister. They were teammates in Wyoming. Oh, so shit. Th- yeah. So, there's Josh Allen already knows the way J- Jacob Hollister plays. I can see some connection there uh for the for the draft the thing i believe they need to do and i i don't know if they want to strike out again but they've been going to the well for running backs past two years third round they went zach moss last year devin singletary the year before neither guy's the answer moss may be a change of pace type running back or like this early down grinder like a part-time guy singletary it was so bad that even when he was the only running back, Buffalo just didn't run in the playoffs. They signed Matt Breida, but poor Breida. I, I wanted him to become a thing, but his running style got him so injured. He was never able to get right. a role. So Yeah, I, he just can't stay fucking healthy. And Buffalo, they have – will they use the draft capital? That becomes the question. I'm looking right. first four rounds – they have their first, second, and third round picks, no fourth round picks. Do they do they cover enough of their needs? I know they would like to address secondary, maybe offensive line. So that's something to monitor is the addition at running back may not come until day three and maybe not even until late day three. So for Dynasty, still some hope for Zach Moss. Might even be able to get him, might be able to get him cheap if he left a uh, sour taste in people's mouth, but I don't know if any of those running backs are really worth it, but if, if there's one position they're going to address in the draft, it's running back tight end. They've already done it in free agency receiver. They did it in free free agency as well. And they've got decent depth as well. I put running back. Damn it. That's it. That's it. Spend the capital, the draft capital, get a guy. The problem is, is that as we've discussed, I mean, you'd take like the top, five guys from last year's draft over the top guy in this year's draft. Would you not? So th- th- that's part of the problem. Um, ah, ah, ah. Next team. The Jaguars. <laughs> okay. Um, this is pretty easy for me. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. So it's just fucking build around that dude. Except for at running back. Do not take a running back. Leave James 
Robinson alone. Leave him alone. Do not take a late day three. Okay, I'm okay with that. Do not otherwise take a running back and build around Trevor Lawrence. So really you can add in here because that's really all I wanted to say. Do not take a running back. And I avoided putting running back there because there's a, there's another position they desperately <clears throat> need. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the 101. Oh, you're talking about tight end? At tight end, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler Eifert wasn't much for them last year. but And but they traded fine. Josh Oliver. They traded Josh Oliver. It's a wide open depth chart. And, and we talked about tight ends on the last show. Like They could... Mm-hmm they don't even have to draft a tight end early and the Jaguars, they have an abundance of draft capital. So here it is the first five rounds. They have multiple selections in each of those rounds, except for the third round, they have 10 total picks. Like they, they can get their guy wherever they want. So it'll and be interesting. They have the first and the 25th. I didn't know Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, they have draft capitals all over the board there. They can get their guy it's for sure. It's nine picks in the first five rounds. They they can move up down the board to get their guy. The one guy I'd like to see them get is I'm I'm a big Hunter Long fan, and I'm becoming an even bigger Hunter Long fan. So either okay. getting him, or they can kind of copy what their in-state rival team, the Miami Dolphins, did and get a Penn State tight end, Pat uh, Pat Fryermuth. Friar move. He's <laughs> got the greatest name. Yeah, it just sounds so medievally. Friar move. I love it. But they're not going to get Kyle Pitts, but that's okay. This is a draft class where there's two or three other tight ends they can take in the middle part of the draft. That's going to be just perfect. It's hmm. it will boost some rookie tight ends up people's rankings because there's just there's opportunity. There is nothing there on that depth chart. Right. Right. It's very true. It's very true. I couldn't agree more. I had tight end also under not a running back. Okay. Now, Mr. Aaron, you are up. And now we've got the Tennessee Titans. Oh, the Titans. Okay. The Titans have a total of four picks in the first two, day, first two <laughs> days of the draft. So this is a oh, second, man. third round along with the first round. They're going to go wide receiver they're also gonna go tight end that depth chart right now it's aj brown and nothing else like their second option is anthony ferkser right now and i ferkser he had some games he concerns me he they should only, bring taywan taylor back Sorry. they can bring taywan taylor back i because i should he's still a free agent somewhere but it's so hey, all I know is he was on Cleveland last year and I picked him up just on the off chance because okay, so. <laughs> I, uh, I liked him too, but anyway, uh, sorry to interrupt. He had a good profile, but Anthony Ferkser, he concerns me. He only plays 30% of the snaps last year. Uh, mm-hmm. People go, they signed Josh Reynolds. You know what the contract details were on the Reynolds signings? So one year deal. This is why I love you. <laughs> this one year contract is less than two million dollars. Tevin Coleman got a bigger contract than Josh Reynolds. So <laughs> Reynolds, Reynolds may not even make the team. That that contract doesn't. Yeah, that's like, what that says to me. Yeah, it's a possibility. So, so to me, I go. That's he may win the number two job, or he might not even make make it out of training camp. So 
they're going to go receiver, like either second round, third round. Heck, they may take them. They may take a receiver late first round. They're going to get a guy in the first two days. Now, just in case they don't, for whatever reason, take a wide receiver, there is a name to know that's on their roster that I don't, I don't know if anyone's really keeping up with them. And it's Nick Westbrook. So I, oh, I, found, yeah. I found something interesting about this guy because well, there was like a little bit of hype. But, and I dug through his college stats there. He, in his sophomore season, he had a 20% target share. And, and that's usually a number I look for in, in players. I go, mm. huh, that registered as a breakout age, 19 and a half, that's 80th percentile. I was like, what happened? He just barely missed a thousand yards. And then the next two seasons, he didn't do anything. But actually, the, there was a season, it was 2016 was the sophomore season. Then the next season was 2018. I was like, what the heck happened in 2017? Turns out he tore his ACL in the very first like play of, of the season. So tore his ACL, rehabs, has to come back. Get to, You're not good in the yeah. first year after that shit. I know. So it was it took a couple of years. Not the to, same, I should say. Yeah, it, it takes a while. You're right. Some of these guys, they're not Adrian Peterson. They're not coming back in five months from yeah. an ACL. It, and that ACL cost him draft capital. He signed as an undrafted rookie free agent last year in Tennessee. And the reason I mention them is look, this depth chart, it's wide open. It's out alongside AJ Brown. It's Josh Reynolds who they signed. They have Cameron Batson who he has, he has an interesting profile, but he's been around the league four or five seasons. He hasn't done anything. I so, remember Batson. Yeah. So Nick Westbrook, Hey, if you're in a deep, deep, deep dynasty league, that's kind of worth picking up. He's got size. He's like 6'3", 213 pounds. Why not? Yeah, dude, I I love it. I love it. I'm not lying. I'm going to get him in a few of these leagues because I go. know he's on some waiver wires. Oh, so absolutely. I'm going to stash that motherfucker. I love those kinds of stashes. I love it. Good shit, Aaron. Okay. Who is next? The Houston fucking Texans. What the fuck are you doing to me, hat? What are you doing to me? So That's really the one I Texans. wanted. <laughs> do you want it? I will take the Texans if you don't you want can them. Take the Texans. So do you, you put them on hold? The you put them okay. on hold and draw okay. someone else. Okay. <laughs> Just don't be the team I really don't want. Okay. <laughs> Good. A team I like. Okay. The Cleveland Browns. I really think they need a wide receiver. Not a lot to the depth chart. Landry, Odell, they're just getting up there. Both have had injuries. Some even wonder if Odell will stay on the team. So I feel like wide receiver is the big one. Now they have the 26th pick. To me, that's wide receiver range. So could they be one of these teams to take a receiver in the first round? And if so... Could we see that who would fall into that range? Like a Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddell, someone like that. And I'm seeing a lot of good things and reading a lot of good things on this Terrace Marshall, by the way. I'm starting to like him a little. Starting to starting to get, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Browns, that that really is, to me, their biggest need because 
They're set at running back. They're set at tight end. They got Baker. And again, wide receiver situation. Now they did resign Richard Higgins. And that's Baker's guy. And he's a mysterious, mysterious one, that one. But I dig him. So he is there. But yeah, it just feels like they could use a real injection of youth at that position. So that's what I got on the Cleveland Browns. You can add a little if you would like and then move right on into the Texans. Well, I wanted to mention two quick things I discovered about the Browns uh, as I was preparing for them. And that's, do you know how many targets they vacated for this upcoming season? No. Four. I love vacated targets. Four? Four targets. <laughs> Singular, just four. It's, it's crazy because when you think about they brought all the tight ends back. They brought all the running backs back. They signed – who's the other backup receiver? K- Kaderil Hodge? Hodge, yes, yeah. Kaderil Hodge. God damn it all. It's so – I'm with you. Like, they, they need to – they don't have, like, a young – they have Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's intriguing. They don't have another young receiver. Higgins at this point is a veteran. Uh, but that's – what if they draft a receiver that early, it – Maybe devastating yeah. for for their rookie value, unless they move on from Odell. the The other thing is they are in a position they can they can get a guy that starts to fall in, in the first round because they have six total picks the first four rounds. They have uh, duplicate picks in the third and fourth rounds, so they've mm. got some draft capital. Maybe not move up in the first round. Uh, that draft capital is more like if a guy in the second round. Like they're, they're picking late in the second round. Guy starts to fall. They can package, say, one of those third-round picks, move up, get their guy. So Cleveland's in a good spot in, in the draft. I always like it when teams have enough picks to move up and down the draft board. They'll, right. they'll be fun right. to watch. Definitely. I appreciate you crapping all over. <laughs> it was so great. Oh my God. It made me laugh. Oh shit. No, you're right. I, I don't know why they go receiver that high unless they do move Odell, which is possible, but I I'm just, I look at their team and I'm like, they've got like, they need someone young and badass to just come in there. That, that That's what they need. And it, it, the, I feel like, I feel like that would be a huge injection into their offense. Um, and you know, so that that's where I was looking at it from, but you're right. I mean, man, that makes it tough. Now I'll be honest. I forgot a little bit about Donovan, Donovan people's Jones. <laughs> no, I was sitting there and I, I crushed your dreams of Rashad Bateman to Cleveland. <laughs> but I don't know, it's, like, it's some of those, he would, he could take targets easily away from Higgins mm. and Kadero. Hodge, however many he got, he was he was involved uh, for parts of the season, right? Inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I just offensively, that's all I could say. That's really again the needs, and then you kind of pointed that out with the vacated targets too, though. That like really they don't even need that, yeah. but they could use it. They may not need much on offense. Other than maybe because I could see a lot of defense in this draft for them. And I figured that anyway, but they don't really need much at any other position. That's a good any, spot to be in. That's a good spot. In the, that's a good spot for an NFL team to be where they can oh, yeah. really enter this draft 
and not feel like they have to take a position. So good job, right. Cleveland. Like their front office has cleaned up a lot of the mess that they inherited. Yeah. It's done. It, they've done well. And Kevin Stefanski's the shit. Like I said, I was, but Minnesota. went to Cleveland. Good for Cleveland. Yep. Minnesota, you stupids. You keep my <laughs> Fucking well, my okay, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll make Minnesota feel better with the team we're about to discuss here, the Houston Texans, right? That's true. So. That's, that's true. Because I, I, I didn't have I before you you do this, and then just so you know, I'm gonna let you talk about the Texans. Then we're gonna take a break. We're at the halfway point, and all I have to say real quick about Houston is like I, they need every. They need everything, but how they, they've got no picks and they spent a bunch of money on all these running backs. And I just yuck, yuck, yuck to the entire situation. And now they've got fucking Deshaun. What? Like, this is a fucking mess. But Aaron, on to you. It's a mess. So we're going to address the one thing of the draft here. I believe everyone's aware of how messed up this franchise is. They don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. Their first pick is the 65th pick in the draft, and it's their only pick they're going to make as of this recording in the first two days of the draft. They have one pick in the third round of the first two two, two days of the draft. So from the dynasty perspective, what do we do? Brandon Coase is going to feast. He's going to get all the targets because it's a bad team and everything. So the question I had is, who's the number two option here? It's not going to be a rookie. Like what the chances of a rookie coming in third round or later and being a number two option is slim. So if you're sitting there in your dynasty leagues, you're wondering who some guys I could pick up, depending on how deep your your dynasty league is, you have to pick some of these guys up. Jordan Akins is a guy I've been a fan of him since mm. since last season and and before he got cheap shotted and had a concussion and a knee injury. He, he was having some big games to start the season. So Aikens mm. may be the default number two, but also Kiki Kuti. Thank you. That's who I was going to say. He's, he's had a weird like up and down career. Thanks to Bill O'Brien, like randomly putting him in the doghouse. But I, I like Kuti, like what he did last season. He was good. He like Randall Cobb should not see the field anymore in, in Houston. They can't cut him. Like they, it costs more money to cut him than to keep right. him. But Kiki Kuti should be the guy they put in the slot. There is this whole, what are they going to do opposite of, of Cooks? I don't know. They're signing guys like, oh, who was the receiver that used to play for the Colts for, year, for years, and then went to the Patriots. It, you, you know who I'm talking about. I, he, he was a freak on player profiler, but can never put it together that it it doesn't matter like these are the type of guys like they were signing guys that don't even play like that's Mm. that's problem now the good thing is for dynasty rookie drafts pay attention to whatever rookies houston brings in because outside brandon cooks that receiving pecking order is wide open there could be an undrafted guy that by the end of the season cements his his place as the number two receiver uh some other guys to some other guys to keep, just keep track of, Kahale Waring, and they had Isaiah Coulter, who was drafted by the previous regime. But these these two guys, they're there, and there isn't anything else. And you could pick them up right now for free. And if they don't end up being part of the plan, you drop them, oh, well, it doesn't work out. But that's 
That's the thing that he's saying. I can't even predict who they're going to get because, right. as you mentioned, they've got holes all across the roster. But how? It's, it's so bad. They're, they're signing washed-up guys to one-year contracts. But pay attention to whoever they draft at any of the skill positions because they it's a wide-open competition for any of these spots. Right, right. That's pretty interesting. And I would say to that, if they do – like definitely the undrafted route, but also if they don't do a whole lot, maybe they bring back uh, Chad Hansen from last year. Cause he had some really good. They games cut him Watson, man. They oh, cut they him. Cut that him? was the sad thing. Oh, I thought he was just, Oh, they straight up released him. And I said, no, you can't do, you can't do that to Chad. <laughs> I know. They don't even well, want it's a, good, it's, it's a good fucking time to take. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> They don't even want good players. They're trying to go 0 and 16. Yeah, they're stupid. Well, Chad may not be right. good, but he was better than what they brought in. Yeah, I was impressed with, uh, you know, a few games he played last year, and I was like, hey, still only 26, man. Maybe he can roll because I, I do remember him from earlier in the league. Like, I, okay, let's see. But uh, I guess not. Okay, it's a good fucking time for a break. Yep. They're discussing getting, you know, dipping our toes into the, the, the slime that is the fucking Houston Texans. <laughs> so, quick one, and we'll be right back to finish up Teams from a Hat. Okay, and we're back again. Bladders emptied once again. And on to the next team from a hat. And, and, and it's for me, the New York Jets. So, obviously, they're going QB at two. Now, we already recorded this once. <laughs> so, I'm not going to alter what I was going to say based on what Aaron's going to say. But basically... I would like to see them go running back high here because they've just got a collection of guys. And, you know, it hadn't occurred to me with the connection to Sala, the Niners offense with, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be the possibility that they do something similar and you can expand on that since you did suggest it, but, and maybe they don't spend the high pick on the running back, but I would like to see them get one of the, top guys to pair and put right next to well presumably Zach Wilson I guess we'll find out on draft day but that's what I would like to see from the Jets it'd be fun but I think overall you're right you're right and it that whole don't you mentioned when we did the first recording of this <laughs> but the whole don't draft a running back in the first round it's very true it, it in in real life football it's a very true so if you've got any extra thoughts, please, Aaron, and I will get a team ready for you. So I'm going to elaborate a little bit with the Jets. I, I, we've all seen the same mock drafts. We've seen them mocked to take a running back in the first round, and I feel like that's that's the Jets of old, the Jets making a dumb decision. But their mm. GM is Joe Douglas that came from Philadelphia. The Eagles never took running backs that early. They, they 
make take a running back by Douglas. Miles Sanders. That's right. Joe Douglas is there. I had to look it up. I, I was blanking on his name. And yeah. along with the 49ers coaching staff, Robert Sala also brought Mike LaFleur as the offense coordinator. That's why we've been saying it's a 49ers offense. Like you look back at the 49ers, what do they do? They get Jeff Wilson uh, off the streets, Matt Breida off Raheem the streets. Fucking Moster. Yep. They get these guys that are street free agents. Uh, Raheem Mostert is mentioned like this. This is a guy that played like eight or nine different teams before he even made it to San Francisco. So yes, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, we wanted to go there. You look at the depth chart, it's Ty Johnson, LaMichael P. Ryan, Tevin Coleman, yuck. None of those guys are starting running backs. At best, they're a change of pace running back. There's one guy that's that's interesting if they want to do this committee. And that's Josh Adams. I know. Oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. The guy that hasn't done much the last couple of seasons, but he did have 500 yards rushing his rookie season. He had 5.2 yards of true yards per carry, which takes away long runs and stuff from the offensive line. And, and Adams, if you look at some of the advanced uh, statistics there, like he, he was a very effective runner with the football. And not much of a threat in the passing game, but if they're doing this 49ers zone offense, that may be tailor-made for a guy like Josh Adams. Hey, we've got dynasty leagues with that that have waivers before free agency or before free agency, before the rookie draft. It's a guy that's worth picking up and seeing what they do. Maybe they go ETN in the first round. And then you just drop Josh Adams. No worries. I do have Mr. Josh Adams on at least one dynasty league, I know for sure. So good, good tip there. We move on to the next, the next squad. And that is for you, my friend. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, this is a fun one. All hmm. right. When, what Miami, if I could pull up, pull up my notes here. Oh, there we are. Good old Miami. We've seen the mock drafts recently since they now have the sixth pick in the draft. We've heard Kyle Pitts. Oh, my gosh. That would be quite the weapon to give their franchise quarterback. That's nice to finally say. We don't have to worry about them taking a quarterback. Their franchise quarterback to a tongue below it. If not Kyle Pitts, they're going to get a receiver early. They could go Jamar Chase, pick six. They may opt to go to different position and use their other first-round pick on a wide receiver. That's right. The mm-hmm. Dolphins, they, they've got draft picks all over the board. Again, they know what to do. They, they may even trade down, get more draft picks. Like, well, no, they're not going to trade down for pick six. They've already done their movements. But they're going to they're gonna get a weapon in the first round. Now, the interesting thing is I – don't believe that they're going to go Najee Harris. This is another team like like the Jets that they're mocked in with their later pick to grab a running back because everyone's like they don't have anything. Now you and I are fans of one Miles Gaskin, and yes. I believe I believe he can still do the job, and I believe that you believe yes. that too. If you look at the Miami Dolphins backfield and what what this organization has done. They don't draft running backs early. They don't. They, this, this front office that's been together now going into its third season of this rebuild, 
they know they know they can get a Miles Gaskin in the seventh round, a Salvan, mm-hmm. a Salvan Ahmed. Uh, they can get him as an undrafted free agent off someone else's team. This the the Dolphins they know that their draft capital has to go towards building their lines on both sides of the ball and their secondary. So as much as we want Najee Harris to go there, he's not. I don't. Yeah, like at best. There's going to be a run back, maybe the third or fourth round. That would be the earliest they'd go. But I'd still think they wait till day three with the success they've had. Now, Makes I, want, sense to me. I want to drop one deep dynasty stash. A guy that started to show some signs of life at the end of last season, that's Lynn Bowden, the Swiss Army mm-hmm. knife that they got from the Raiders basically for free. And they put him back in his natural position, wide receiver, and he was starting to make some plays. And they're going to draft a receiver. Think but so? They're going to draft one early. Now, looking ahead, like after the Dolphins, this season, you think so? Yeah, Dolphins going to go receiver. If okay. if they don't go Jamar Chase, they'll they'll grab one of those guys late in the first round. I know they they got okay. a trio of talented guys. They got Devontae Parker. They got Will Fuller. They have Preston Williams. But I connected some dots here. You look at these three wide receivers. Will Fuller's a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Preston Williams is a restricted free agent. Do we know if he's if he's actually good? I, I think he benefited from opportunity that because there was no one there besides Devontae Parker. I'm not sold that Preston Williams will be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Parker, speaking of him, he could actually be a cut candidate next year. So all th- these three their top three receivers, you can make a case for any one of those three guys moving on from the team and possibly multiple Great. ones, which that's why I'm like, they'll take a receiver early to give Tua a weapon that they that him and his wide receiver they take first or second round are going to grow together as they build this franchise around Tua. And like in the it. meantime, Lynn, Lynn Bowden is a perfect like slot receiver. Like that's how they utilize them. That's that's the way that's the way to utilize them. Get a little right. short pass, then let him use his running back uh, like tendencies there to create after the catch. So Bowden's Bowden's a guy that you'll want to see if you can maybe pick up from someone as rookie fever is approaching. Throw in a late pick. I, I'd rather have Bowden than a late pick right now. Right. I like it, man. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, and we move on to the next team. And I don't, I don't, I pretty much agree with you on my, I, I, I can see your logic on the wide receivers. Other than that, I like everything you had to say about the fins and I like what they're doing, like what they're doing to it. Now, finally, we get a team out of the West. Unfortunately, it's, it's my turn, right? It's your turn. Oh, I did. You I got my team. I got the team I didn't want to get. <laughs> oh, the Raiders. You want them? You want to trade again? Can we trade again? We I can, want nothing to do. We can trade I, again. I, I wrote, I'm going to be the Miami this is Dolphins. What my notes say. My notes for the LV Las Vegas. Yuck. <laughs> that's all yuck. I have. That's all I have. That's all I have. That's So it's all yours. I'll do a Dolphins trade. Yuck. Give me. We'll do a Dolphins trade. Give me a future first-round pick. I'll take the Raiders. Okay. I'll let you pick another team. Okay. Oh, that's right. You, Yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay. And that was our first AFC West team. Crazy. 
And here's another AFC West team, the Chargers. Now, this is somewhere I could see Devonta Smith going at 13. It's one of those that's probably going to go in the first round and go high. And to me, it makes sense. It makes sense for what they have there. Even though I'm not a huge fan of Devontae Smith, if he can play at the next level, that could be something great to go along with Justin Herbert. Other than that, I mean, do they do something at running back? I mean, they have Eckler. They still have Justin Jackson, right? And then Josh Kelly, Joshua Kelly. So do they do something there? And really, I know there were those of us who had some hope for Donald Parnum. And then some people were like, oh, Jared Cook. Ah. Me, I was like, fuck Jared Cook. Fuck Jared Cook. But you know who could really fuck the whole thing up would be a rookie tight end. So those are the two positions, at least on offense, that I really look at and say, I could see him adding a receiver. And it doesn't have to be the first round. It just, when I look at Devonta Smith, I feel like that's a landing spot he could go to. And it's actually kind of intriguing. And then the tight end position. But that's kind of where I sit with the Chargers. And feel free to add on before you dip into the Raiders. Well, I agree with you 100%. It's you look at the Chargers and you go, that's what they're missing. They're missing a receiver because if they don't draft yes. a receiver, do they really want to put Jalen Guyton back out there? Oh my gosh. Like that, that guy is yeah. just a decoy. So they need to do something between Mike Williams, and his injury issues, and Jalen Guyton being the next guy there, alongside obviously Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen yeah. is great. Oh, I still love Keenan. Yeah. I still love exactly. Keenan. But I, I'm with you. I, I waited for him to sign a receiver. You waited for them to sign a receiver at free agency and they didn't. So yes. maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't sign a guy because they knew that they could get a receiver at their spot in the first round. Right. Right. And there's some guys later they could get in the second round as well, but I do like that. And, and I love the agreement on that one. So continue on next to who did you have? Oh yeah, that's I got the did. Raiders. The Yuck. Raiders. Oh man, this the Raiders are—they're a mess. I, I will try not to rag on them too much for the Kenyon Drake signing. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at their draft capital. They've got eight picks in this draft, and the important ones are day one and day two, the first, second, and third rounds. They—they've got. Pick in the first round, pick in the second round, and two third round picks. Now, I took some time to look at mock drafts, though, and for fantasy purposes, it doesn't look like there's going to be much uh, expectations in, in rookie drafts. Most of these drafts have them going offensive line, defensive line, and secondary early and mm. often in, in mock drafts. They, they're who was the receiver? I can't pronounce his name. You mentioned him on the last podcast when we were talking about rookie receivers at pro days. It's Ikbor. It's like Josh Ikbor. Josh Baby. Yes, that guy. Yes, I did see him mocked to, to the Raiders in the fourth round. But, but that seems to be for fantasy purposes. If they go receiver, 
that's where they're going to go is maybe late day two or early day three. At tight end, they're good. They've got the walrus, Darren Waller. And mm-hmm. the backup is one of my favorite guys to pick up in waiver wires, Foster Moreau. That guy is that guy's a stud. Uh, I hope he's going to be set. He, in waiting. He, when he when he gets a chance, he's going to make a twenty yard play. That guy's got the athleticism for days. I picked him up. Someone in my league dropped him this offseason. I picked him up because mm-hmm. I might have to be a little patient. I might. I don't know if he's going to have to leave Las Vegas or if Darren right. Waller moves on. But either way, I know that what I've seen from this guy in a small sample size, that this guy can play tight end in the NFL. So Foster Burrow is a guy to watch. They're not going to go tight end early. Running back, oh, imagine if they go running back, like second round <laughs> to go Josh Jacobs and the ill-advised Kenyon Drake signing. And you know what? Let's put Najee Harris there. Let's give right, him an right. Alabama trio of running backs. Oh, that would be that would be Las Vegas. That would be John Gruden at his finest. But just looking at what they've invested so far, look at mock drafts. Don't expect much fantasy impact from rookies. Right. Right. I would agree with that. And yuck. One one more time. One yuck. more time. And and I would also say, totally agree. On the Foster Moreau thing, as did I with your previous mention of who was the other one. Oh, yeah, Mr. Cahale Waring from the Houston Texans. So, mm-hmm. yes, two very good names. Guys I love that I still got that flicker hope for. Yes, I do. Moving on. The Colts. Well, this one, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I had a tough time. Because I look. And I feel like they're set at a lot of places. But they could really use a badass fucking tight end. Now, I had a little bit of love for Mo Cox. But, you know, you've got Trey Burton there. And it's, it's like, it, I don't care about him. He's still there, right? He's a free agent. Oh, Trey Burton is? Oh, Trey okay. Burton's a free agent. They tendered Molly Cox, yeah. right? Okay. So they tendered him, and they still have Jack Doyle. That might have been the other guy you're thinking of. So That's right. They do still have Jack Doyle. So I believe they need to take a tight end. They need a badass tight end. And this, this is where I would like to see my beloved Brevin John go to the Indianapolis Colts. And in part because... Just think of Frank Reich and Carson Wentz back together. And I'm not even the biggest Carson Wentz fan, but them back together. And they'll need somebody to be their Zach Ertz, right? And I just, it's not Jack Doyle. I mean, he's white, but I mean, it's not Jack Doyle, I don't think. So, and I do like Moali Cox, but I don't think it's him. It's just, if it was going to be him, I feel like it would have been him by now. But Brevin Jordan, this is, this is, the one spot I really, really like for him. And that's basically what I have on the Colts. Otherwise, I do see them doing a lot of, you know, work on both, well, both lines potentially. And then, of course, you want to add to who do, who is their stud in the secondary? Why can I not think of his name? Where is he a linebacker? 
Uh, are you talking about Darius Leonard? Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I love the Colts. Like I, I like what yeah. they've been building for years. So that's that's why I'm quick to have that name for Darius Leonard. Yes, Darius. Well, I get confused because there's him, and then who's the kid for the Chargers? He's gotten hurt. Um. Damn. Oh, top. The name I think of when I think Chargers is Joey Bosa, but I don't know if that's no. He plays in the secondary. I would think this is who I was thinking of in the secondary, and then, yeah, right. It's I'm I'm not thinking of his name. Sorry, I'm being fantasy football. It's like I can list every single offensive player, but when it comes right. to defensive right. player, comes to defensive right. players, I'm like I I don't know except for the Colts apparently. I, it's I crazy. Know I my feel Colts. like I'm with you, man. It's like why. It's, defensive player but even this one i should know okay hold on, hold on. but well while you're looking that up too uh, you know i want to mention with like derwin james derwin james yeah phenomenal yeah. <laughs> that, that guy's all over the field guy. and he got hurt right before this past season yeah oh. i know uh, oh. but anyway yeah go ahead but the the colts this is a, a weird year in the draft form they they usually have a plethora of picks like they, yeah i did notice that yeah, like they they don't have as much this year. It, it's I'm looking. They've only got six picks. They've got a pick in each round except the third round, and and you hit the nail on the head. It's they've got some holes they've got to address. That first round pick may be to address the right tackle position. There's still some NFL uh, starting caliber tackles on the free agent market that they. Mm are going to wait till after the draft if they can't get their guy, but I'm thinking they go offensive line or defensive line. They need, they need to replace some veteran guys there. So first and second right. round may go for that. And Brevin Jordan was a, a perfect guy to mention because I see him going in that like third, fourth round. So he'll be within striking range of when the Colts right. have a pick. The tough thing is they just don't have extra picks to like trade up to secure his services there, but you're right. right. They, they got to have a guy. Mo Alley Cox is on a one-year contract. Jack Doyle, if it's not an expiring contract, they can cut him at any time to save cap room. So they're, they're in need of getting a tight end to at least secure future depth. Mm. 100% agree. All right. Now it's your turn. Yes. Your turn. Oh, back to the AFC West for the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, they should go offensive line after watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> but for the sake of fantasy, fantasy football, it's they they have their draft picks. They have multiple draft picks, but all their picks are late in the draft. Uh, this is going to be a perfect spot for a rookie wide receiver. If you look mm-hmm. at the the attempts i almost said moves but they didn't actually make moves they tried to bring in juju and they couldn't uh, this they've been trying to bring in a guy to replace sammy watkins is that replacement going to be in the draft we'll see i know i've got a buddy that's a diehard cheese fan that goes they're going to draft rondell moore aren't they which would fit <laughs> that that range like that late second round Right. My goodness, Rondell Moore with Miko Miko Harmon. Well, Miko Harmon, but also Tyreek Hill. Like you have some speedy guys out there. Right. One guy that's on their team to watch is Byron Pringle. 
this, I love by the Pringle man. I yeah, love that guy. Once you pop, fun don't stop. And, and Pringle <laughs> has been a seldom used player in his career, but he had some impressive numbers at college. He has these large target shares, and it the coach, the coaching staff, they always love the guy. They talk about how hard he works in practice. And what I did notice one impressive trend doesn't get a lot of playing time, but the past two seasons, he's had two games where he's played 80% or more of the snaps. His stat lines in those six catches, 103 yards and a touchdown in 2019. And then last year, four catches, 52 yards and a touchdown in 2020. Yes, sir. You put him on the field and he makes plays and he fits. He fits more of Sammy Watkins role. Like Nicole Harmon's already got his own unique role in this. So right now to replace Sammy Watkins internally, it would be more of a Byron Pringle role because they, they have Demarcus Robinson, Uh, Robinson better NFL player than a fantasy player. Like he does nothing in fantasy football, but Nicole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, they've got their roles. Pringle would be the veteran guy that would benefit the most in dynasty, but I'm also looking for them to, get a guy second, third round, maybe they shock us all and they go wide receiver in the first round, but I feel like addressing their offensive line, maybe on defense would be the better investment with the first round pick. I like it. I like it. They definitely, I could, I could just see them doing it. It's, it's, it's kind of like, because they've been doing it. It's almost kind of like Pittsburgh, you know, make sure they draft a wide receiver. Except they're so, not as good at drafting receivers. <laughs> that is 100% true. Right now, there's two teams left. I'm hoping for one. I didn't get it. Oh, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I mean, they've got running backs. They've got Lamar. They could use some help on the defense. I mean, they just never they, pass, you know? Yeah, I mean, we should have known when we mentioned Sammy Watkins that the next team was going to be the team he signed with. But see, this is what I wondered. I mean, because Sammy Watkins is there, but that, that's something what I wondered because they did sign Des Bryant last year because you see they draft smaller, speedier receivers and it's like, okay, but he really likes tight ends. So when I get him, you know, a bigger dude and you see and not that Des Bryant was great because let's face it, it's Des Bryant at this present time. But once great Des Bryant, I mean, that's the kind of player uh, of wide receiver that, that I feel like Lamar could really use and then occasionally hit the deep threat. So that's kind of where I feel like and 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 that they, if they're going to do that, that's where they should go. Um, now who fits that in this receiver class? I mean, I was hoping kind of Bateman, <laughs> right? I know. I just now we're back to being depressed about the rookie class. But... I know. <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll leave that be so the, yeah that's that's kind of like it, it's like yeah i could see him going after a wide receiver but other than that it's it's they're set as far as you know 
we're concerned with. I mean, because even wide receiver, man, I like guys, guys like fucking Boykin, Miles Boykin, and and James Prochet, I, and Duvernay. Yes. I like these guys. So, so like, I don't know. The James Prochet them, in particular, that was a guy that I just loved watching. I mean, small school guy, I get it, but he, golly, Prochet was absolutely dominant at SMU, which yeah. I get it. It's SMU. <laughs> right. Right. But still. But yeah. So I, I, I'm i with you on James Prochet. I'm with you like, I don't I guess not on anything else because that's the other thing you said. <laughs> but but it, it, that's all I got though. I, I mean, I, I just, they're, as fantasy wise, they're set. They, I would say, do they add a tight end? And maybe they still do later on in the draft. But I, but, but I mean, they traded for Josh Oliver. Must have done that for a reason, right? So I, I'm assuming they want to get back to, you know, using another tight end in that way, like they did with Hayden Hurst and Josh Oliver's perfect. Now, does that mean they don't draft somebody? No, that would be the other position. But I, I just, I guess I would have expected if they were going to do something more, like wouldn't they have tried to do something last year when they were kind of like, okay, we kind of could use more receiving help and you know how much is on the coaching staff because you heard last year all the talk about you know Lamar like they know our fucking plays before we run them and all this shit and like so I don't know I don't know I almost feel like that's a bit of a that just the whole wide receiver thing is a but they brought in Sammy Watkins and they were trying to bring in other dudes Juju so I mean like obviously they wanted somebody else and you know it may turn out okay for sammy we'll see we'll see but that's what i got so you get the last team i believe i know it too but go ahead go ahead the broncos oh yeah i'm just gonna hijack it for just a second if carolina is gonna roll with darnold do you think the broncos would make a move for trey lance that's actually that's my first bullet point. That's my first bullet point because we're, I'm going big with this one. You look at what Denver's done with their team. Like you look at the roster, most most of the other roster spots are are set. They even brought back some of their older players. When you go, this wasn't a good team last year. Why are they spending so much money on you know a safety? bringing back Von Miller, who is at an advanced age now coming off an injury. It's Mm. like they are setting themselves up to prepare for one big playoff push. And the only thing they're missing is a quarterback. And by golly, do what it takes, Denver. Where's Denver pick? Are they picking nine? Is that right? Pick nine. Pick Nine. nine. Do what you need to do to move up from pick nine to pick four. You get Trey Lance. Or if it's Justin Fields, that falls you get Fuck your yeah. quarterback. Who because, cares? Either one. Because Drew Locke, he, he ain't it. He, no. he ain't I had it. hope for him. I'm not going to lie. I I thought maybe he could be that gunslinger type. I, I didn't feel like he was a statue. He could move around a little bit. And so I had hope for him. But he's just been, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I was all about Trey Lance going to Carolina. But after that Sam Darnold trade, I thought, well, the only other team that has a realistic chance of bringing them in and like starting from 
maybe not day one, but starting in the first season is Denver. And I thought great minds Cort- think alike. Yeah, Cortland Sutton coming back from a torn ACL. At least the ACL was torn way back at the start of this past season. He should be ready mm-hmm. to go by the time this season starts. They've got Jerry Judy, who there were some ups and downs, but he showed he flashes talent there. Now in his second season, people ragged on him about drops. Oh, well, I don't care about drops. Dawson Knox mm-hmm. dropped 20% of his passes in his rookie season, and he cut in half the next year. Drops change from year to year. Jerry Judy showed the talent there. They have KJ Hamler, the, the speedy, uh, the speedy guy to help spread out the, the opposing defense. Tim Patrick as a fourth wide receiver. And Patrick is, you can line him up at any of the receiving spots and he can do his job. At tight end, you have this duo of Noah Fant and Albert. I'm just going to call him Albert O. I'm not going to butcher, yeah. I'm not gonna butcher yeah, that yeah. last name. But you got two I, tight ends running a sub four, five, 40 yard dash. You've got these freakish athletes in the receiving in the receiving game, all you need is a quarterback with a big arm, like Trey Lance, like Justin Fields. And both of those quarterbacks have mobility. So for fantasy football, we're, I'm all aboard those running quarterbacks because running quarterbacks are going to score yeah. points. Now, the interesting – this one quick little tidbit with the Broncos is they are a sneaky rookie running back destination. Because Melvin Gordon found himself in in some trouble in a DUI situation, that means we can expect him to possibly serve a two or three game suspension. And behind Melvin Gordon, it's wide open. We've talked in the past yep. about Mike Boone, who we like him, but yeah, yeah, he's got he's got some athleticism to him. Now, is he a guy that's going to get a lot of work? I, I don't know. He's he's yeah. had some games where they let him run run wild. But at this point, he's been in the league with three or four years. We know what he is. He does his job on special teams. I, I'm not ready to go that this is a guy that can handle the workload if Melvin Gordon misses time. Royce Freeman, my goodness, I don't know what happened to that guy. But he's, just, he's dust. Um, the only other running back that they have of note, and it's not even really of note, but I'm familiar with him, is Levante Bellamy. Yes, the, I like him. I, I like I like him too. I like the the skill set he brought. It it's probably duplicated by what Mike Boone brings. But Levante mm. Bellamy to those that that don't know him because he didn't he didn't do really anything in his rookie season. But right. he's a converted wide receiver from Western Michigan, so a small school guy. But hey, with scat backs, those smaller running backs. What I like is if they've got a wide receiver background, I'm interested in PPR. At, at least they're catching passes. Chris Thompson mm. made a career out of that, of being the guy that you can plug in your RB2 spot. So Bellamy is worth worth watching. He's, he's definitely available in all leagues. Oh, Mike, sure. Boone, Mike Boone may be available. I think the leagues I've seen, he's been picked up, and that's the right move. Right now, I'd say Mike Boone's the backup. Royce Freeman, man, he may be cut. That's that's what I got with Denver is they they're gonna make a big quarterback move. They're the last team, and maybe they've patiently waited their time. Now they need to do their big move to get their quarterback. All the receivers and tight ends are back, so maybe late in the draft here they'll they'll get something at running back. They've got they've got a lot of third round picks. 
or sorry, a lot of seventh round picks, a lot of day three picks. They got three picks in the seventh round, so they may get a running back sixth, seventh round to, to throw in there to compete. But they they need to think about the the possibility of Melvin Gordon missing time because of right. the DUI. I do agree with that. I do agree with that because that's the other position I had written down was running back as well because they're just set set at wide receiver and tight end okay well that was fun that was fun let's fucking wrap this tea party up and i just gotta say i'm super excited for the nfc one next week it's gonna be fucking awesome i gotta say this was enjoyable it's unfortunate i didn't pick the broncos it's unfortunate i did pick the raiders and the texans (laughs) oh the hat was not fond of me but it was fun nonetheless. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you for joining me, Mr. Aaron. Don't forget, check him out on the Twitters at AaronStew09. That's right. Aaron, any final thoughts, my friend? I had a blast joining you for the game of, of hats here. I love covering all these teams. Can't wait to do yeah. it for the NFC. Yes, definitely, definitely. All right. We're getting the fuck out of here. Everybody, have a great week. Much love. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Until next time, ta-ta for now. Laters!